Oh, humans, my humans. Welcome to the Sydney Hollis Show. This is your late in the week cast. This is your Friday cast. This is the the earliest you can hear this is Friday, January <clears throat> January 27th. Excuse me. Some shredded wheat caught in my throat. So, humans, late in the week cast. Let's 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 uh let's not pussyfoot around it. We have an M&M's Controversy this week. We have an Eminem's controversy this week, and it has lit up the listener line like it has the airwaves around the country. And humans, I want to talk a little bit about an alternative thing that takes place on Groundhog Day, of course, February 2nd. We have reaction to the Super Bowl grass talk to... Uh, the playing surface for this year's Super Bowl, of course, that grass hybrid is Tiffway 419. And believe it or not, we've got listener line reaction to that. Hey, that's what we're here for. And Fireball, the cinnamon flavored whiskey, is in the news. So, humans, let's just get down to it. MMs. If you haven't heard by now, the M&M spokes candies have been replaced by Maya Rudolph. They're replacing animated candy spokes candies with a human. And we're going to we're going to delve into this. Like I said, the listener line is lit up. But from first glance, it's like, "Hey, what the heck?" We're going in the wrong direction here. Here we are. Here we are. Here I am saying, hey, man, Giamatti, Paul Giamatti, you're tarnishing your career. You're tarnishing your role as an actor by playing Einstein and Scrooge in Verizon ads. Cecily Strong. You're tarnishing your credibility as a comedian and as someone that we look to to tell us the truth and give us some levity by by hawking these phone plans and phones for a major telecommunications company. Et tu, Maya Rudolph? Et tu? I mean, what would we pay? What would I pay to have Verizon have little spokes phones? Little spokes phones, or maybe even little spokes phone plans. I don't know, would that just be a bundle of papers? You know? They're lovable little characters, little plump little spokes phones, little plump little spokes papers selling me Verizon stuff. That At least it'd be fun to look at, as opposed to seeing our heroes sell out. Now, that's what this looks like at first glance, or could look like at first glance. Perhaps I'm not calling out Maya Rudolph as hard as I am my main man, Giamatti, and Cecily Strong. She's been put in a tough place here. So, you know, to break it down, people people have been mad about the changes to the M&Ms. The green M&M went from having high-heeled boots to Keds-looking things to, like, low-top Converse-looking things. There's a new purple M&M. It's the same size as the other big M&M's, like the yellow M&M. 
People have been mad about that. Eminem said it was a, a inclusive Eminem. People have called that Eminem overweight. And at the center of a lot of this is Tucker Carlson, that jerk from Fox News. And he's he's really gone after them. He said that M&Ms are participating in woke culture and they won't be happy. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And they won't be happy until they've dumbed down all the M's and made them boring. And he's just, you know, he, the guy needs something to talk about, so he's ranting and raving over M&Ms. And M&Ms has caved under the pressure, seemingly. And they've, they've rem they're re indefinitely removing the spokes candies. And Turner will be the new spokesperson. Some people are mad saying, hey, this, this jerk, Tucker Carlson, is getting his way. I mean, he's, he's talked all this junk and M&Ms are, are abandoning whatever fun they were having, whatever it was they wanted to do, caving to, to his nonsense. And I guess they're just their issue is like, we want to stay out of it. We're just going to put a human being in there and that be that. Now, humans, I'm mostly familiar with this because I read an article on NPR.org and I also read an article in the Wall Street Journal. In addition to, I've enjoyed mocking the green M&M myself privately. <laughs> Just wondering who is, who would be upset that she changed looks? Like, uh, <laughs> and I've, a work friend and I, uh, I he's a good, very good artist. I, I convinced him to draw a very sexual green M&M and it was, it was fun. It was fun. He kind of had the M&M unzipping her candy shell and revealing her chocolate uh, under underneath if you will but enough about that let's go to the listener line humans this is mike and savannah michael and savannah you know him you love him and he's referencing he's referencing tucker carlson and maya rudolph and he says how does this guy get to decide that cartoons will slow the purchase of this candy i think the brand is overthinking what domain this guy has over society we are talking about chocolate, no? Tell me I am missing something. Pretty sure American consumer ideology is see chocolate, eat chocolate. Michael, great take. I mean, keep it simple. They're just, ads are made to sell candy. That's it. If they think those ads were selling candy, who cares what this guy has to say? Why are they letting him jump in and just and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and letting that affect how they choose to sell candy? Chocolate should sell itself. Chocolate sells itself. Just this morning, I was having chocolate and coffee for breakfast. I love any kind of a pastry or cookie with chocolate in it with a little coffee in the morning. What can I say, humans? Sexy or not. That's just me. I mean, it is kind of sad that if, if is Eminem's worried that, is Eminem's worried that like people that are super right wing, are they worried that they'll listen to Tucker Carlson so much that they'll stop buying Eminem's? Is that how warped people's brains have become that watch 24 hour news networks? That they, they no longer see chocolate, eat chocolate, to quote Michael here. Is that the fear? And so they're just like, oh, we got to do something different. <laughs> it is a sad state of affairs. Humans, while I was researching this topic, trying to get, you know, 
get you the best possible opinions I could, I came across, you know, I don't know who goes to yahoo.com anymore, but I came across an article about it on yahoo.com as well. And at the bottom of the article, it had a live poll. And at that, that point in time, the live poll had 10,828 votes, mine being one of them. And it just asked, how do you feel about Eminem's decision to replace its candy spokespeople? I'm okay with it. They copped out. Or don't get it, don't care. Those are the three choices. I'm okay with it. They copped out. Don't get it, don't care. Well, I I voted they copped out. 68% of people voted they copped out. 6% of people said, I'm okay with it. And 26% of people said, don't get it, don't care. Doesn't seem like the most balanced poll. It's not not, not your typical Quinnipiac uh, poll there. But heck, it's a little fun to take the temperature on society. And I do think it's a little crazy. I think cartoon mascots are like the most thing that people can get behind because it it's a cartoon it's just a piece of candy so it has no race it has no creed it can speak any language that you program it to in the ad it it just really is crazy and you know it's it's it can be fun to look at candies from different lenses or any kind of animated thing from different lenses from time to time. And that brings me to our next listener line submission. This was an email that said, let's wrap. And I responded to this person and said, would you like to do a call and be on the show? And they said, yes. So let's get down to brass tacks. Um, this is an anonymous person. I just recorded this email minutes before hitting record on the rest of the episode. So here we go, humans. Okay, humans. Uh, this is a controversial topic. It's it's national. It's probably worldwide news. You know, they're probably reading about this in their bunkers in the Ukraine right now. Uh, the Eminem character thing, I've already spelled it out. We've had a listener line submission. This is from a... There's this email address is obviously like a, a fake. It's it's like a million characters long. So there's no even point in saying saying what it is. And the person just says, Eminem's characters, I want to rap, as in W-A-W-R-A-P. Uh, so here from anonymity, I'm on a this is a Zoom audio call. Uh I guess I, I don't know what I should call you. Higher, higher, live on tape on the Sydney Hollis show. You can call me Mr. Red. <laughs> oh, Mr. Red. Oh, forgive me for laughing. This is very serious. Mr. Red. Okay. Uh, you said you want to rap. I assume this has to do with the the Eminem characters. Uh, and, you know, I mean, they. It seems like they've mostly been sexualized, so I don't know if that's where you want to start or if you have, you know, what's what's going on, Mr. Red? Well, you know, um, I think I, I think that's a great place to start because I, I wouldn't say that they've been sexualized. I would say that they are sexual and they always have been. And, you know, I, I, I think that 
you know, all beings have an intrinsic sexuality. And um, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, the M&M's candy characters are not only not an exception to that rule, but uh, perhaps, you know, one, one, of, one of the great examples of it, you know, over time, uh, you know, I think, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, I, I uh, this is the kind of thing that, you know, you say in the wrong room, you might get made fun of, but, uh, well, you're in the hideaway. We're all human here. We're all, you know, we're all valuable. Well, I, I knew that this was a place where I could talk about this. I did. Um, and you know, I think you know, the, the commercials often play with these ideas that, uh, you know, people want to take the M&Ms home. Um, okay. That, uh, you know, what's underneath the candy shell. You know, I, these are not fan fiction. These are not M&M erotica, which I can assure you does exist. <laughs> these are, you know, the, the characters as presented in M&M canon. Okay. Okay. So you're saying this isn't like Family Guy porn or Simpsons porn because that's, that's some fan with with an animation uh itch this is this is the way they're they're just they're putting it out this way they're making these sexual commercials well you know certainly uh you know the the type of um third party fiction that you're speaking of is yes. you know obviously out there and some of it's very tasteful and and some of it's quite erotic <laughs> but Yes, no, I am talking about even in their mainstream family-friendly form, I mean, there is a there is a sensuality that can't be denied uh, to a chocolate candy that melts in your mouth. Okay, fair enough. And you call yourself Mr. Red. I'm wondering if that means you identify with Mr. Red. Um, and part two, Mr. Well, the red M&M and the yellow M&M, I mean, those were kind of the, those are the ones from the 90s. Those are the ones from that Santa commercial. Uh, so oh, one, yeah. do you identify with the red M&M and also to the Santa commercial where Santa faints and goes, huh, they do exist. I mean, is there, you know, does that get your rocks off at all? If you don't mind my asking. I don't mind at all. I don't mind at all. I think this, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad to have a forum uh, where I can be taken seriously. Um, you know, the, the red M&M, I do identify with him to some extent. I he's also... kind of like the, he's sort of like the curly from Mice and Men, and then and then the yellow one's kind of like Lenny, right? He's the doofus, so you're kind of the smart one. If you're sorry, sorry to interrupt. No, you know I, I'm not. I'm not that familiar with um, with of Mice and Men. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> well, who has time for Steinbeck with all the with all this candy? But, uh, but, you know, I can say that, you know, he, I think of him as a, as a father figure, as a friend. Um, I relate to him. Certainly, certainly, you know, his frustrations are the kind that we all feel. Um, but, you know, there's also a masculinity to him that, you know, he's not just who we are. He's the sort of the alpha candy we all want to be. Okay. And and uh, and the sort of his will they won't they teasing relationship <laughs> with the green M and M is of course you know fuel for fuel for you know quite a bit of of uh, uh, for lack of a better word you know sexual fantasies uh, <laughs> sure 
that I think are, of course, actively cultivated by the brand, even in its mainstream form. That's how I feel about it. Fair enough. Now, speaking yellow, he's hilarious. You know, <laughs> he's just uh, a doofus. Yeah, he's 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 big and tall. Uh, he he is a nut. Take that for what you will. <laughs> wow! Um, wow! Uh, and as for the Santa commercial, I, I mean, you know, not not one of their not one of their more riddled commercials, um, but certainly certainly uh you know one that i have a great deal of affection for a holiday classic around my house okay so maybe it's a little bit it's a little tame because it is the holidays like you know but even the most sexual people you know uh you know they they have their sentimental moments it's their humanity that's true that, that makes the other moments you know uh sizzle that much more sure now, I've heard criticism that the green M&M was, you know, it used to have like, for lack of a better term here, the hooker bo hooker boots, uh, you know, sex worker boots, the high heeled boots. And, you know, now she's in like a pair of, you know, low top white sneakers. Is variety the spice of life? I mean, if I see like an older woman or a younger woman in like Keds and a pair of Daisy Dukes at like an airport, I mean, that's still... That still gets my loins firing a bit, you know. It's it doesn't to me. It doesn't mean that she's not sexual anymore just because she's not wearing those high heeled boots. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. You'd have to you'd have to change a lot more about the green M and M than her shoes to stop the sexy. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that we can all agree on that. That's something that all Americans are on board with. You know, I didn't have strong feelings about the shoe change. You know, of course. Um, you know, uh, I'm I'm an avid collector of Eminem's merch. Um, so, you know, now I have the old versions and the new versions. Uh, I do wish that they sold more official merchandise where you could take the shoes off. Um, uh, but unfortunately, that tends to be something where you're sort of stuck with your own homemade solution. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm not so you can see their digits. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I've heard people describe like toes as having cleavage sometimes. You know, that's that little, you know, if you're someone, if someone's wearing flats or pumps, you can kind of see the big toe and the, the, the second toe, like that little line that's almost like toe cleavage. Let, let me tell you something, Mr. Hall. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be right at home in some of the chat rooms that I frequent. <laughs> you, you, you really understand the mindset. Uh, absolutely. Now, what's unique to me about the M&M's spokes candies, that's what they've been calling them all week, is Tony the Tiger, let's say. He's a tiger, but the, the product is Frosted Flakes. Um, mm -hmm. Similarly, you know, the Pringles guy with the penny farthing mustache, you know, that looks like he would be driving one of those old-timey 1800s bicycles. Mm -hmm. He's not a chip. You know, he's a, he's a thing. These are the actual thing you're going to be eating. So then beyond the spokes candies, let's say you saw it's let's just say it's the holidays. Let's say you saw a bowl of just green and red M&Ms. I mean, does that look like an orgy like in a dish to you? Oh, well, you know, of course, slipping uh, and sliding in this dish. I mean, this candy shells are there. There's not much friction on a candy shell on another candy shell. 
Well, you know, I uh, first of all, I'd have to say that if you're in my house around the holidays and uh, and you find a, a bowl of M and M's, check what room you're in first before you take a handful and eat them. <laughs> um, but uh, mirrors on the ceiling, eh? Say again. Mirrors on the ceiling, eh? Yes, exactly. Yes, you not want to you not want to see that. Um, but you know, I think that yes, that 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 is that is one of the one of the key key differences, and in fact, that that brings the fantasy to life because Tony the Tiger, when you pour a bowl of frosted flakes, Tony the Tiger isn't there. When you pour yourself a bowl of M and M's, and you're you're in a room with uh, with the folks themselves, and it could be it could be just you and one of the M and M's of your choosing. It could be you sure. and a few, or you and a whole bowlful. And I mean, just while we're being honest here, I mean, melts in your mouth, not in your hands. I mean, it's kind of, they've kind of been hiding in plain sight this entire time. Like it's, it's sort of, this is, you know. The company certainly knows what they're doing uh, or knew. You know, I think that uh, it's, I'm not a very political person, you know, and it's a shame that the spokes candies have become a political football. Uh, <laughs> but my my hunch is yes. that we mean the last of the spokes candies. Um, Let's hope. Yes, we can certainly we can certainly hope. Um, but you know, if if it is the end, then you know I have tapes and tapes of all the <laughs> M&M commercials uh, everyone ever made. I have plenty of plenty of merch of all the spokes candies. Um, I'm glad you're an analog man and that you have tapes. Now, now, um, quickly here, are there other cartoon characters that did again get you firing down there that, you know, make your Fruit of the Looms a little tighter than usual? Well, that's an interesting way. It doesn't have to be advertising related. It could be, you know, anything in the animated form, I suppose. Well, you know, certainly... um... Certainly, whenever a Disney animator draws an anthropomorphic fox, uh, <laughs> difficult to ignore. Uh, difficult to ignore the attention paid to the eyes, sure. uh, the, knowing, the knowing looks. Um, so you might be speaking about Robin Hood, the anim- the the old Disney movie that heavily features uh, the 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 song. Hey, is it Roger yes. Moore? Roger Moore? Is it? Roger? He sings King of the Road. Roger Miller. Roger Miller, thank you, dear sir. Thank you, Mr. Red. Um, while, while I've got you here, what about Clarice from the Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer kind of 3D little stick fig stop motion things? I mean, she's 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 kind of hot for a reindeer, no? I'm not sure how old that character would be. <laughs> but how old would she be now? Oh, that's an excellent point. <laughs> that's an excellent point. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I'd, uh, I, you know, the the stop motion animation. I, I think that um, you know, certainly some of the Tim Burton characters are a little are, can be fetching. Uh, the 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 jumpy movement of the Rankin Bass uh, stop motion <laughs> characters it, it takes me out of. Uh, it doesn't make me feel amorous, if it, to, put it, to put it that way. 
I mean, I imagine when your blood's flowing, you can see faster than like 35 frames per second or something. Yeah, it's a little too choppy. Now, I'm under a tight schedule here, you know, on, on the podcast, but I, I do just want to know when Maya Rudolph is in a Super Bowl commercial this weekend or on February 12th, rather, not this weekend. Uh, will you turn the channel? Will you leave the room? Will you watch it? Will you what I mean, what are you going to feel when that happens and your beloved spokes candies aren't there for the masses on a night when someone's going to be shaking their booty during the halftime show? Well, fortunately for me. Uh, I probably won't be watching the Super Bowl at all. <laughs> okay. Within the uh, within the the Spokes Candy fan community, uh, Super Bowl weekend means something very different. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'll be at uh, I'll be at a private party, uh, surrounded by like minded humans and uh, and all the candies, all the candies you can eat. Uh, so, so that, those are my Super Bowl plans. Um, well, you know, to uh, I guess I, I might as well not tease it. We, I'll be having an orgy in a giant bowl. <laughs> uh, that's my Super Bowl. Uh, well, honestly, Mr. Red, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being a human. Continue listening. Uh, we respect your anonymity and uh, peace and love. Thank you for having me. And you know, I, I, I feel that, uh, you know, I feel so comfortable with the humans. I, I'm not sure it would be responsible for me to, uh, give my true identity, but I, but I can say that I'm a prominent professor at Yale. <laughs> um, I don't want to say exactly who I am in case some of my students, uh, you know, uh, were able to track me down. I'm sure you have listeners all over the country, but uh, I can I can say that yes I'm a prominent lecturer at Yale University. <laughs> well, uh, good luck in New Haven. I uh, hope you're nice and bundled up on this chilly night. Uh, thank you very much. All right, good good night, Mr. Red. Good night, humans. Wow, wow, much. You know when you're in high school. And you ask your teacher, how long is the paper supposed to be? You just want an answer. You just wanted to say, <sighs> back in my day, we didn't type everything. You typed one assignment a year. You know, you still hand wrote your papers. You wanted them to say five pages, four pages. What would your teacher say? Cover the topic. Just cover the topic. And you're just like, ugh. God, what does that mean? Well, today we found out what that means. That interview covered the topic. Thank you, Mr. Red. And all I can really say and follow up to that, really, all I can really say and follow up to that is to quote the band Dr. Hook, of course, famous for their song cover of the Rolling Stone, but they have many other hits, if you can call it that, call them that. This stanza is the only way I can wrap up what we just heard. Wasn't it sweetest of all, babe? Wasn't it sweetest of all? I wasn't your first love, I wasn't your last, but wasn't it sweetest of all? 
So humans, last episode, I was talking about the playing surface for this year's Super Bowl, of course, being played on Fox Network on February 12th. And I, I, you know, I, I pointed out that I know we have some winter grass heads that listen to the show. I know there's some winter rye planters out there. And I thought that might nod some people to answer, but I was not expecting this guy to answer, and nor was I expecting this guy to talk about this grass. I, I thought I was going to hear from winter rye heads, but here he is, local celebrity right here on the hideaway, Truck himself just called into the listener line. I mean, the ink on this call is still wet. Take it away, Truck. Hey, Sydney, another great show. And I was thinking, I know about TIFF 419. I did try to look into that about getting a little chip and putt set up in my backyard. That grass is made by the University of Georgia Tifton campus. It's a strange little place, man. There's desolate there. There's nothing, nothing there. I bet you don't even have some weird relative from Tifton. Tifton, Georgia. Nothing to do. Totally flat. They grow grass. They study that grass. They watch it. And they grow more grass. And they, like, pick only the shortest little curliest grass that they can make a green out of. And they just keep breeding those little funny grasses. And they keep growing grass and looking at their grass. And these college kids from Tifton campus, University of Georgia, TIFF 419, they came up with 419? You're growing grass. There's an obvious better name for it. What in the world? College is different. That's all I have to say. Later, brother. See you, humans. Truck, great call. Wow. Wow. I mean, guys... Humans, gals, everyone. I'm happy right now. And the reason is, is because we have a community here. We are all breaking bread in the hideaway. This is our community. And, you know, I was just excited to talk a little Super Bowl last week. And I thought, why not get to know the stadium that we're going to be welcoming into our homes? And I mentioned the grass, Tiffway 419. Here is a human with intimate knowledge, and is like, yeah, they make that that hybrid that was created at University of Georgia's Tifton campus. He's got knowledge on the spot. I mean, how fun! How fun when I'm when I'm eating a wing on February twelfth. I'm gonna look at that grass and be like, damn, that came from my home state. Or damn, I learned about this because of the humans. I bet other humans are staring at the field right now, also thinking about this. I'm glowing. I'm glowing. And of course, yes. Why didn't they name it 420? You know, some of those small Georgia towns are weird, man. They're they're weird and you maybe you maybe they're afraid they're going to stand out if they talk about weed. You know, sheriffs in some of those parts don't take too kindly to to uh thinkers to to people with their own ideas. So I don't know, maybe 419 is code, you know? I, I'm, I once met a gentleman, and it's I'm using the word gentleman pretty loosely here, a lad tossing a Frisbee around in the park in Savannah, in Forsyth Park. And, you know, just getting a game of 
tossing the disc around and uh this guy was tossing it and afterwards was like hey appreciate it man and a little weird I, honestly I, I was keeping an eye on the guy keeping him on a short leash i was like what's this guy up to he seems a little odd and he had a tattoo and it said 13 and a half on his forearm it was crudely drawn not didn't look like it was done in any kind of a tattoo shop or parlor and 13 and a half what's that mean oh man <laughs> 13 and a half, 12 jurors, one judge, and half-ass of a chance. <laughs> so maybe Tiffway 419, maybe it's some way where they're making a 420 reference, but they're just afraid to quite go for it, and there's some code word. There's some lingo where the the extra digit that turns it from 419 into 420 is there. I We can only hope, right? Like you said, Truck, these are college students. Let's hope they're not wasting some of the fun years by uh, <laughs> naming a grass to some arbitrary number in the 400s. Well, humans, the topic that we've all been chomping at the bit to get to, fireball. Fireball cinnamon-flavored whiskey. Fireball is being sued. A class-action lawsuit... Now, this is according to CBS News. A class-action lawsuit has been filed against uh, Fireball, humans. And the reason is... Now, where I'm from, we call them airplane bottles, but some people call them nips, but it's those tiny bottles that, that look like stocking stuffers of, of, of liquor. The issue is, in places where, so all right, just for instance, the liquor laws in New York. In New York, if you're going to buy, you know, you can buy beer and like seltzers and stuff at a regular deli. But wine and liquor, you have to buy at a liquor store. And, and, and obviously, each state's a little bit different. So it's, I noticed that like Fireball would be at like a pharmacy or a deli or a bodega or something like that. And I was like, wow, is Fireball that low in alcohol that they can they can sell it in these places? I, I was a little confused by that, but I'm not a Fireball guy. I feel like I've been skiing before and people have forced me to try it. Or been in a, you know, some situation, someone's like, I got Fireball. I, I guess I'd have a sip of Fireball. But here's the issue. They're being sued because... The little that people call them sleeves because you can buy like a 10 pack of the airplane bottles, you can buy a 10 pack of the nips. The sleeves that are for sell, sale at like pharmacies and convenience stores and delis and whatnot and such, they're not cinnamon whiskey, they're malt beverage made to taste like cinnamon whiskey. However, regular. Fireball is cinnamon-flavored whiskey. So regular Fireball is 33% alcohol by volume. That's called Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. The Fireball that they're selling in convenience stores, non-liquor store Fireball, basically, is 16.5% alcohol by volume. So half. And it's also malt beverage made to taste like their real product. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks, dude. <laughs> you know, the reason they're being sued is because the, pra the packaging is misleading. 
and it looks exactly the same except the the convenience store sleeves are called Fireball Cinnamon, and the liquor store sleeves are called Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. And I just, I don't know. I'm not a Fireball guy. Most of the, I'll just say it. Most of the time I see people drinking Fireball, they seem a little bit, you know, uh, lower class. The kind of people that would have a tattoo that says 13 and a half. <laughs> not everyone. But that's my vibe. That's the vibe I get. Uh, but I do, I do think it's weird, because what if you're like... What if you're so used to convenience store fireball sleeves that then you're like out with someone and they've bought liquor store fireball sleeves? And I mean, you're like, yeah, I usually can drink like, I don't know what even a number would be. Usually I can drink five of these things. Well, this time when you have them, if you have liquor store variety, they're, they're twice the potency. Now, that's a dangerous game. Anyway, I... Going out on a limb here, I don't, I don't, I was about to say I don't think there's too many fireball drinkers, but I don't want to alienate anyone. Maybe I'm being a little too much of an elitist. So humans, if, you, if you've encountered this, if you have an opinion about this, let me know. Of course, you know what to do. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. You can contribute either by a written email or you can record into the voice memo app on your smartphone. Hit the share button and email it to listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. We can talk Tiffway 419, a Bermuda hybrid that the Super Bowl is going to be played on. We can talk about Fireball. You can give accolades or shame, hopefully not shame. This is an open forum and we're a supportive community. You can give, you can give feedback to Mr. Red, who called in today. And you can tell us your experiences with the M&M Spokes Candies. Humans, thanks as always for listening. This was one heck of a fun show. Not that they aren't always, but this one's got me grinning from ear to ear. Have a great weekend. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs>